0: Good morning, friends. Welcome to Sunday Services with the Skillman Church of Christ. You know, one of the coolest stories in the Bible after the resurrection of Jesus is the story of the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8. As the story goes, an angel of the Lord spoke to the Apostle Philip and told him to go to this specific desert road that goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he went to this road, and lo and behold, here on this road was a man sitting in a chariot reading a book. So the Spirit told Philip to go to this chariot, and so Philip made sure his Nike sandals were on tight and began running beside this chariot. I mean, he's just running beside this chariot. I mean, who knows how fast they were going, but Philip is is there jogging beside this chariot, and he notices that this man was reading from the book of Isaiah. As it turns out, the man in the chariot was an Ethiopian eunuch who worked as a treasurer for the queen of Ethiopia. He had traveled all the way from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to worship. And he was on his way home and was reading the book of Isaiah. So Philip, still jogging beside the chariot, says, Hey, hey, uh, do you need any help understanding uh, that passage? Well, the Ethiopian eunuch says, Well, yes, I do. I mean, there are some things in this passage that they didn't understand. And so he began to read from Isaiah 53. In Acts chapter 8, Luke mentions verses 7 and 8 specifically, but let's open our Bibles to Isaiah 53 and read verses 2 through 8 together. And if you would like, while I am reading, you can close your eyes, take a big breath, and fully take in the contents of this passage written over 700 years before the birth of Christ. So Isaiah 53, verses 2 through 8. He grew up before him like a tender shoot, And like a root out of dry ground, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgression of my people he was punished." It's really, it's no wonder the Ethiopian eunuch was having a hard time understanding this passage. I mean, Isaiah 53 is one of the most shocking, disputed, and discussed chapters in all of the Hebrew Scriptures. In fact, Isaiah 53 has been called the forbidden chapter. Because a little over 300 years ago, Jewish synagogues stopped including this chapter in its yearly reading list because it caused too much confusion and generated too many arguments. To this day, in Jewish synagogues, when it's time to read and discuss the book of Isaiah, they will get to Isaiah 52 and they'll read about half of that chapter, but then they'll stop. Then the next week, they'll pick up in Isaiah 54 and completely skip Isaiah 53 altogether, for this reason, it's known as the forbidden chapter because it's so shocking. And at first glance, it appears to contradict other parts of the Old Testament. I mean, for example, if you were this eunuch and you began to read the Hebrew scriptures, you would begin to notice a reoccurring theme about a coming Messiah, an anointed one who will bring God's peace and justice back to the world. As the eunuch would read on in the book of Isaiah, he would see that this Messiah will be the shoot from the stump of Jesse. This Messiah will cause the wolf to live with the lamb and will make swords into plowshares. And then when when this gets to Isaiah 40, this Messiah will be referred to as a servant of the Lord and is the one who will bring peace to the nations. But then when the eunuch gets to Isaiah 53, something shocking happens something unexpected, we read that this prince of peace will die. And not just any death, but a violent and unjust death. In fact, in verse 5, it says that this suffering servant will be pierced for our transgressions. I mean, literally, the Hebrew word means pierced through. It's a verb that communicates something coming in the front of one's body and going through the back. The language used here is intentionally describing a painful death. And this is the Messiah, the chosen one? I mean, how could this be? It's it's no wonder the Ethiopian eunuch was confused. I mean, wasn't this servant, this Messiah, meant to end the violence, not die violently himself? And to top it all off, to make this passage even more confusing, it appears as though the violent death of the Messiah was completely voluntary and without struggle. I mean, look at verse 4. It says he took up our pain and bore our sufferings. I mean, literally, this means he picked them up and put them on himself. In verse seven, it says that this servant would be led like a lamb to the slaughter, but like a sheep before its shearers is silent. It says this Messiah did not open his mouth. I mean, man, if you were the Ethiopian eunuch, this wouldn't make any sense. I mean, where is the hope? If this chosen one was willingly was willing to die a violent death how could this be good news but then uh, philip tells the ethiopian eunuch about jesus and everything begins to come together You see, the only way to make sense of Isaiah 53 is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the missing puzzle piece. Jesus Christ is what gives meaning to this shocking passage. Without Jesus, this passage cannot fully be understood. But with Jesus as the lens, it all begins to come together. It's like that movie, The Sixth Sense, with uh, Bruce Willis and that small kid. Uh, I don't want to give it away, but, but then again, you have had about 21 years to watch the movie. So I, I will give it away, but at the very end of the movie, we learn that Bruce Willis' character was dead the entire time. And when we realize this as viewers, everything starts to click, and the pieces of the puzzle mesh together, and at once, it all begins to make sense. And if you watch the movie again, you can't watch it any other way once you know I mean, Jesus Christ is what brings harmony and meaning to this passage. The idea that Jesus, the incarnation of God, came to earth, lived and died and was resurrected. It brings it all together. All this time, there have been questions about how this Messiah will accomplish the establishment of a new kingdom, a new day, a new heaven, and a new earth. We can read that Messiah will bring peace to the earth, but at the time, it wasn't clear how. But we see in Isaiah 53, 700 years before the birth of Christ, that all of this is ushered in through the sacrifice, death, and resurrection of the Messiah. It wasn't through power, through armies or empire, or through a display of outward strength that this new day was ushered in. But rather, we see in Isaiah 53 in the Gospels, that this new kingdom this the kingdom of god was ushered in through sacrifice humility silence and death it's like in that movie the matrix again i don't want to give it the ending away but then again you have had about 17 years to watch it but the main protagonist neo is the chosen one and is facing an enemy that keeps getting bigger and multiplying and the only way for him to defeat it is to absorb it all and to defeat it himself through his own death. I mean, Jesus Christ is what brings hope in the book of Isaiah. I mean, do you see the language in Isaiah 53? This sacrifice brings freedom, brings healing, salvation, and liberation. The death of Jesus Christ is a monumental, transformative event that changes all of us, and it changes this world. And this is good news. I mean, Philip shares this with the Ethiopian eunuch. And you see, we need to hear this good news because we are all too familiar with the bad news. I mean, the bad news is that within each of us, there is a darkness that we have a capacity to, to cause harm to other people. The bad news is that none of us can live a perfect life We have all sinned, we have all made decisions in our life that have disrupted God's shalom. We have worshipped other idols, we have made choices that have hurt others and hurt ourselves and we're living with the consequences. You see the bad news is that there are many of us that feel enslaved to our own sin. We feel alienated and alone like no one can see us. There are some of us that feel a lack of purpose and meaning. The bad news is that some of us are suffering right now and don't feel like we have the strength to go on. Some of us are lost and are trying to find something that will point us to God. Some of us are like the Ethiopian eunuch. You know what's interesting about the story of the Ethiopian Mm -hmm. eunuch? In in those days, the journey from Ethiopia to Jerusalem, it, it was incredibly long and incredibly dangerous. The only reason a person would take this journey to worship something would be if they were searching for something. The spirituality that was handed to the the eunuch, obviously it didn't make sense to him or it didn't satisfy him because to take this long and dangerous journey, he had to be seeking a healthier and truer spirituality to the one that he knew. But here is the crazy detail about the story. Acts 8, it doesn't mention it, but we can have the rest of scripture to put the pieces together. That this Ethiopian eunuch had traveled all this way from Ethiopia to Jerusalem to worship. But in Acts 8, it says that he is on his way back to Ethiopia because he was turned away. He was turned away and not allowed to worship God in Jerusalem. But but why? Well, it was because he was a eunuch. The Mosaic law made it very clear that nothing deformed or diseased could enter the presence of God. And because this man was castrated, he was not allowed in the presence of God. He came all the way to Jerusalem and was turned away. He was told he wasn't good enough for God's presence. But he reads Isaiah 53, and with the help of Philip, he realizes that Jesus is the Messiah, and it was Jesus who was pierced for our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities, and that it was Jesus who was led like a lamb to the slaughter and did not open his mouth in retribution, and it was Jesus Christ who three days later defeated death itself. And the eunuch realized... That it was this act of Jesus that changes everything in even his posture with God. Because it's through the suffering servant in Isaiah 53 that our sins are removed, our hearts are restructured, and our values are realigned with those of God. It is through this Messiah who is Jesus that we can taste heaven in this life and experience heaven in the next through the suffering servant in Isaiah 53, we can move from bondage to liberation, from alienation to adoption, from purposelessness to having identity grounded in Christ, from suffering to endurance, and from blindness to sight. And let me tell you something. Some of us out there, we can relate to the Ethiopian eunuch. You, you may be searching for something. The narrative that you maybe have been handed may not satisfy you. It, it, you may have been told that you're not good enough, that there's something wrong with you. You may believe that your past decisions or who you are isn't worthy to be in the presence of God. But just like Philip had a message for the Ethiopian eunuch, Isaiah 53 has a message for us. And look at the screen when I tell you this. In God's eyes, you are enough. Through Jesus Christ, your sins have been forgiven. The world may tell you that you don't belong, that you are not valued, that you are not allowed in this group or that group. But because of the suffering servant, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, a new reality has been ushered in that says you are invited into this kingdom community. Just like the Ethiopian eunuch, you have a seat at the table. All of you is welcome here And this is the good news, just like Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. At the end of Acts 8, it says that this Ethiopian eunuch was baptized. I I like how the King James account says it because it says that the eunuch said, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? What doth hinder? I like to use that phrase sometimes when I'm driving down the road with my wife, Tara. I say, hey, babe, here is a Dairy Queen. What doth hinder? (laughs) But it says that when they came out of the water after being baptized, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. May we go on our way rejoicing with this good news. Amidst the uncertainty, amidst the global pandemic, may we realize that a greater battle has been fought and won. Death has been defeated, our sins have been forgiven, and we can have communion with God. Let's continue our time of worship to this amazing, wonderful, and powerful, and loving God at this time.